Hello, and welcome to The Point Being, a weekly podcast from Ipsos Public Affairs. Here we dive into the latest public opinion research as it relates to the news of the day. I'm Kate Morris, a data journalist at Ipsos, and I'm joined by Sarah Feldman. Hi, other data journalist here. And research lead, Chris Jackson. Greetings. So, Sarah, over to you for a rundown on what we'll be discussing this week. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Uh, Today, we're going to get into a new poll on crime and policing we released with USA Today. More specifically, we're going to take a look at how important crime and policing are to Americans, how attitudes towards Black Lives Matter and police reform changed since last summer, and what role news source plays in how people perceive these issues. So, uh, Chris, let's do some context setting. Um, Where do Americans place crime and gun violence in the list of things they're um, most worried about right now? So crime has surged back to the top of the agenda for Americans. And this is really happening because COVID is declining. COVID, of course, has been the top uh, concern for Americans for the past year, year and a bit. Um, but over the last couple of months, we've really seen it coming down as, as people's main concern. So so crime and public safety and gun violence has really uh, increased back up as a worry to sort of fill that gap. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, you may sort of see coverage and sort of think of it as like this new sort of surge of worry about crime in America. But really what seems to be happening is it's kind of a return back to the baseline that we were at before the pandemic. So for instance, we did a poll in 2018, which, you know, was not thought of as a especially dangerous time in America, a time that there was, you know, lots and lots of crime happening. Um, you know, things were generally, you know, in hindsight, okay at the time. Um, and 35% of Americans said it was one of their top concerns. Now, during the pandemic, that plummeted. So that was, you know, fewer than one in five that said it was a top concern, but now it's back up to 32% saying it's one of their top concerns. Um, you know, so really, really the picture is not necessarily surge and worry about crime. It's that actually this is sort of the normal level of concern about crime that we're seeing in American society. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Chris, just a comparison between now and 2018. But, you know, in this USA Today poll, we did also ask about how people view violent crime and whether it's they feel like it's increased over the past year. And one of the things we did see across uh, most major demographics is that people do feel that crime has uh, gone up since last year. Um And this perception is holding true across many of these demographics. You know, some younger people feel don't feel the same as some older people. Um, There's some differences by where people live, but that is generally the uh, perception. And um, this is really influencing how people feel about addressing crime and the role that policing plays to that end to do so. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, Sarah. And Chris, can you dive into a bit how this is all influencing Americans' views on law and order and that sort of thing? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's interestingly a lot of nuance. And we just released with USA Today this poll where we really dive deep into views of policing, views of law and order. Um, and, you know, what we find is that most Americans actually support 
the police. Most Americans support policing. When we ask them specifically about should police budgets be increased or decreased, a large majority of Americans say increased. Uh, 70% say increased. And, you know, the specific defund the police, when we actually test that statement, it's not very popular. About one in five Americans uh, say that they support defund the police. But it gets a little bit more nuanced when you start to add, ask different questions. Um, for instance, when you ask about diverting police budget to community policing and social services, which is actually one of the fundamental goals of the the defund the police movement, you get a majority of Americans, almost two thirds, who actually support that. Um, likewise, when you ask if people should or if police-involved shootings should be investigated by separate authorities, essentially should, if a, a cop fires their gun, should they have to, should there be an inquiry that's done by some separate entity going into that? Huge majority, 80% of Americans support that. So, you know, you do see this sort of really interesting picture that gets a lot more, I think, nuanced than just you know, spend money on policing. Uh, and my takeaway that I sort of have from the data we have is that Americans do want safety. They do want to feel safe. They do want a sense of public order, but they also want justice and fairness. And they do want a system that actually works for everybody. And one of the stats that actually led, was the headline actually of the USA Today piece is only about one in five Americans believe police treat all Americans equally. Uh, so Americans have a very clear understanding of the inequities that actually happen in, in policing in a lot of ways. Um, but there are still, you know, some major partisan breaks, some major partisan breakdowns uh, on the topic of policing with Republicans much more for you know, sort of spending on policing and then letting policing kind of do whatever they want versus Democrats who also support spending on policing, but are also much more supportive of uh, of reform uh, or, or efforts to sort of make policing more equitable. So, you know, I do think despite some of the rhetoric we see, there are actually relatively broad agreement on some of the top line issues, uh, but, but the the, the breakdown, the places where, where the partisans get further apart, really comes down to issues of race and equity and policing. And I don't think that's terribly surprising given sort of the national dialogue over the last year, particularly last summer after the, the Black Lives Matter protests that sort of swept the nation in the summer of 2020. Uh, you know, that sort of left its mark and has sort of become sort of the focus through which people are thinking about policing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And Chris, I mean, to that end, there's, we really just see this poll shows us the two realities and the two different ways Americans have absorbed that this past summer and this past year and the questions of crime and policing around that. Um, you know, you've referenced the one in five uh, agree that the police don't treat all Americans equally and um, the partisan differences that are there. And uh, like, twice as many Republicans feel that police do treat Americans equally. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think that what we're seeing there is, is police treatment, is equity an issue, um, influences then how partisans see other issues like, or other groups like Black Lives Matter and the reforms that you were talking about. Um, and 
what's fascinating, some, one of my takeaways from this poll was the stability of um, Democrats and independents and their views towards Black Lives Matter. You know, despite this past year, despite the summer of 2020, those views have more or less stayed the same. And the one group that it hasn't stayed the same for is Republicans, where we see a 10 point dip in support for Black Lives Matter. So, you know, just to summarize, bring all our ideas together here, um, whether some subsets of the American public see policing or see the problems of equity as a problem influences then what they feel the solutions are to that and how they then view other groups and movements that speak to those issues. Um, and those views are pretty stable because of the just partisan times we're living through. Yeah, and speaking of stability, um, comparing some of the numbers from summer 2020 um, with our current USA today's survey, we also see that opinion hasn't really changed that much around um, reallocating some of the police funding towards social services and other purposes. Um, so that suggests to me at least that while we're not in the throes of the same kind of level of process and dialogue that we were in the summer around race and equity and all that, we're st there's still a plurality of Americans, almost half, who, who think that we should be rethinking how we how we fund the police and how this how it will impact communities. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, so kind of underlying these larger conversations about policing and criminal justice. We're definitely seeing the influence of um, a new focus in America on equitable policing and justice. And again, um, at least compared to the summer, opinion remains fairly stable. So um, yeah, and I mean. Of course, we can't forget that partisanship is also uh, very much stable, too, in terms of um, some being more opposed to these ideas and wanting funding to stay the same or to increase for the police versus not. Um, so, yeah, so while that's the driver, another another point, too, is news consumption and Americans remain, as they have been on many other issues from COVID to the election, very divided around how they see the world um, based on what their primary source of news is. So Chris, right. I was wondering if you could dive yeah. into that a bit. Yeah, and you know, this is like my favorite <laughs> hobby horse is is talking about the impact of news and news consumption and, and the increasingly sort of fragmented news landscape. And and this data shows us that that, that news consumption patterns have a big impact on perspectives of policing and law and order, just like we see it has big perspectives in a lot of other places. Um, so for instance, uh, one of the questions we asked in this new study with USA Today is a question, has the media exaggerated stories of police brutality and racism in this country? Essentially getting to the idea of like, you know, there's not actually a problem with police and black Americans. It's all an exaggeration. Um, you know, among all Americans, uh, most disagree with that statement. Uh, most people think that, you know, the, the stories are actually probably pretty accurate. But among Republicans, a majority believe that that the media has, in fact, been exaggerating these stories of police brutality. And when you divide Republicans up by where they get their news from, you see an even more pronounced sort of difference where Republicans who get their news from from more conservative outlets like Fox or, you know, the new uh, conservative digital outlets, you know, they're even more inclined to to agree with those those statements. Uh, 
you know, which I think speaks to how much the the people's news cycle, the, the sorry, news consumption is really filtering into what they believe true or reality is, right? And I think that's sort of one of the big takeaways of the last four years is, you know, the idea of fake news and fake everything else um, is that, you know, people aren't necessarily going to be motivated by sort of the hard stats that, you know, we try to prize ourselves and using uh, that we take pride in producing here at Ipsos every week. Instead, they're sort of picking and choosing information that sort of reinforces their worldview. And, and that's a worldview that oftentimes, you know, you, you don't watch Fox if you're not already sort of conservative. But then once you do start watching Fox, it just re- the information you get from there just reinforces what you believe already and just makes it more and more exaggerated and, you know, makes you more likely to view the other side as increasingly hostile or evil or bad or whatever sort of pejorative term you want to use. And of course, the same thing is happening sort of on the left, though maybe not quite as pronounced, but, but you know, there is this sort of reinforcing cycle of of you sort of pick one of these partisan news outlets and then you get fed the stream of selective facts that just reinforce these beliefs to where your view of reality becomes fundamentally different of someone else's, right? Where you think the media is making up stories of police brutality and, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, these these pictures or whatever, these videos are faked or something crazy like that. And then on the other hand, though, you know, on the Democratic side, you think that uh, stories of police officers getting abused or yelled at or something else are either justified or uh, aren't true, right? So there is, I think, a little bit of of this happening both ways, though, again, I wouldn't try to make say that they're equivalent, but, but that I think is really feeding into a lot of of what we're seeing in this data and everything else is just these partisan media uh, habits that people have are just making these divisions even more exaggerated than they are otherwise. Um, And I think we're seeing that here in this sort of increase in crime and justice uh, and policing is a little bit of a function of just what the news is talking about. And, you know, we saw this with immigration a few months ago when people started talking about the migrant surge at the southern border, that that was, you know, that was all of a sudden the big thing that everybody was worried about. And now that, you know, people have sort of stopped talking about that and they're talking about crime, all of a sudden we're seeing crime is the big thing everybody's worried about. Because I think a lot of times what we see in our data is what people are worrying about is really just a function of what they're hearing about the most. And that that news cycle is almost sort of creating a little bit uh, the the problems that they're talking about. Yeah, that's right. It's also these these particular points also to me speak to kind of a difference in opinion of what the word media actually signifies. And um, perhaps to a conservative audience, it means something different than what it means to a more liberal or democratic leaning audience. Um, so perhaps that's some of the reactivity that we're seeing as well to um, reports that are asking people when people are asked if they think that the media is exaggerating, that might be playing into the polarity that we're seeing in their responses. Um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but thanks to everybody who has tuned in and listened. Um, 
Other polls out this week, or rather next week, that you should look out for include a public agenda in USA Today poll on democracy and our American experiment with that, um, which should be very exciting and interesting to look into. Um, and as always, you can find our surveys at ipsos.com, news and polls, and you can follow us on Twitter at ipsosus. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Kate Morris, and you can find me on Twitter at Callison Morris. I'm Chris Jackson. You can follow me at JCB Jackson. And I'm Sarah Feldman, and you can find me here next week. Thanks for tuning in and talk soon.